Hello and welcome to the Ecclesia podcast, a place where we share in stories and conversations about what it means to live in a holistic, missional Christian community. I'm your host, Jeremy Schrader, and this week we're continuing our conversation about worship. So if you're anything like me, when you hear the word worship, you either think about a genre of music or you think about coming together in community at a church building to have a worship service. When really worship is so much more than that. It is holistic and it involves our minds, our bodies, and our souls. And so this week, our campus pastor from our Westside campus, Wayne Brown, is sitting down with my co-host, Eric Wally, to talk about running and exercise, caring for your body, and how that's its own form of worship and how they worship through that practice. So without any further ado, here's Eric and Wayne. All right, Wayne, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast to talk about what does it mean to, what does it mean to have movement as worship? You know, we've talked about in the course of the series, we're kind of taking the concept, what is worship and kind of moving it out of this, you know, worship is the music that we sing, but are seeing our whole life and everything that we do as worship. And so um, I kind of come to you today as someone who is over the past year been probably my most active year of my life was 2022. That's awesome. Um, it was just a, I don't even know if it was a habit that clicked. I don't know. I, I've been hot and cold with different forms of exercise over the past, my whole life. Um, but for whatever reason, last year, something just clicked in and it was something I was able to really sustain and really enjoy and like become its own like addiction. Like I'm just like, I yeah. really like, this has become an essential part of my my day in my life. And so, but I do realize that, um, you know, the, the way that, we, you know, moving our body, taking care of our body, that is a form of worship. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today is, is that concept. And one of the things I really, really remember, and for those of you who've been around during the pandemic, will probably remember <laughs> is, uh, we did a kid's camp virtually online yeah. in 2020. Yeah. And Wayne led the movement part of that kids camp. And, uh, there was a phrase you said, um, that it was a big deal for a lot of people. And it, uh, it's for some of you, this might seem a really simple phrase. Um, but for some of us, it was like really groundbreaking, but it was, um, God made your body and your body is good. Can you talk a little bit about that phrase that you talked about? Yes. So, and it's funny how it all kind of came up. Uh, it actually came from kids camp 2019, the year before, because Haley Jones, who was doing family ministry uh, at the West Side, they were looking for how to involve the team. And she knew from just my habits and passions, she's like, we're going to give you the recreation and movement time. So you get to have the kids do some exercise, play some games, have some fun. And I thought like, hey, I, I love that. I also need to temper my uber competitive side and just make it about like, who's going to win, who's going to lose, but really try to figure out how do I invite kids into a practice of, we should take care of our bodies. And what's, what struck me is I knew this was true that as soon as you start talking about taking care of your body, or you start talking about picking up healthy habits, almost everyone I talk to immediately goes to their appearance and how they look and what their body size, weight, type, like, and can immediately start to like criticize and critique everything they're not. And based on whatever image is out there. And I mean, I was uh, listening to an audio audio book today and the guy says, uh, the soul doesn't much care for 
appearance, right? Like doesn't put any value in it, wants something deeper. Um, and so like, I just wanted them to have something that really just reinforced like, no, your body is good. Exactly how God made it. And he made all different shapes, sizes. And so that's part of why it means to, to take care of it. So we did it for a whole, like, I mean, those kids said that every day for a whole week for, I don't know, like, and we did it like three or four times. It's kind of like a cheer, like something quick, catchy. And it didn't catch on until the next year. And I can't tell you how many parents were the ones that were like, I'm watching with this, with my kids. And like, I needed that message. I needed that affirmation. And I'm so grateful my kids are learning this instead. And so I really didn't know what we got into, but it's kind of that idea of uh, when we talk about health and what it means to take care of our bodies, it's not about the appearance of it. It's actually about like something deeper. It's about wellness. It's about uh, even, you know, some of the ideas of shalom of like being whole. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it birthed, but no, that makes sense. I'm, I'm curious, like I doubt, I doubt you were like born with that insight. And so I'm no. wondering like how you got there. I don't know. Like what was, what was your relationship to exercise and movement for me? I feel like you're the most active dude I know. And so like, how did that start for you in your life? And what's that journey been like? Yeah. I mean, I think my whole life I've just felt like an athlete and I'm clearly, I'm not a professional athlete. Like I wasn't, I wasn't built for that. But to move my body, to engage in play and games and uh, try to see what are my limits and what can I do and uh, what can I even develop and get better at. Uh, and honestly, like just competing and being in team sports and those things, it, like it was so life-giving for me. And it was, it, those places were some of the places I always just felt the most alive uh, and the most happy and the most grateful and that's where I've built so many solid relationships. I learned so much. So, um, and you know, especially once junior high and high school hit American football was kind of the, the sport of choice. And I got the chance to play throughout college. Um, and so just even after that, and like once my playing days were done and I had to come to grips with the fact that I was never going to make it to the NFL, you know, um, it was still like, man, but this, this brings life to my soul. And I, if I don't do this, something in me is, is going to die. And maybe, you know, like, like there's something that needs to be brought to life. And so there's a few things that have really helped shape kind of that idea. One is, uh, there's a line in the movie, um, chariots of fire. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's, he's running and somebody, somebody, he says in his very Irish accent, but when I, when I run, I feel God's pleasure this idea of like, I think God made me to do this. And like, I can feel that he's happy. Like he's excited. Like this is, you know, and I've felt like that playing sports of like, there's something in this that like God is genuinely happy about, about it. And, and there's a connection there. Uh, and then one of, one of my mentors was talking to a group of, and it, it was in my seminary classes. And he talked about this of, we see our, theological and mental and spiritual and all these things as disconnected from like, we need to develop and work on all that. And he said, but I want you to think about the fact that everything that God is going to invite you to do as a pastor, as a minister, he's going to ask you to do that in your body. And you only get one uh, unless we somehow devise a way to like, you know, like reproduce 
reproduce that or like cryogenics or, you know, like uh, robotics or whatever. But uh, I mean, he basically kind of pointed to like, this is really sacred. And, you know, like you want to, and he painted the picture and helped us like look into the future of, man, when I'm 80, I still want to be able to to go all the places that I feel like God's calling me to. And maybe it means I'm limping, right? And maybe it means I got to be more intentional about how much I sleep and, and, and that stuff of, you know, like I'll have limits, right? I won't, I'm not going to be 42 for the rest of my life. Um, but just that idea of, hey, this is some, like taking care of your body is actually an investment in the future for what like God may invite you into down the road. So that's a really helpful yeah. perspective. <clears throat> like I, I don't, I doubt I'm alone in thinking like, uh, like I, I think like many people, it is like exercise feels like a means to an end of like a, either vanity or like sometimes I will exercise so that I could have another piece of pizza or yeah. you know, like there's a, there's a lot of ways of like viewing exercises really kind of, those are like kind of shallow ways of thinking about it. Um, and so I don't know, I'm curious to like, you know, for your perspective, if someone's like, Hey, you know, like i been exercising, but like, it's just for this reason. Like, I don't know what, 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 what practices, what thoughts come to mind for like, Hey, maybe you reorient your, the way you think about your movement in this way, like in, in a way to like any advice for people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's such an act of listening and being aware of what's happening in our bodies and understanding even if this requires some physical exertion, is there something that actually brings life and light and energy and joy on the other side of it? And then just gravitating to it, right? And, um, and I know that for me, like I found running did that. And I was kind of surprised because I was never really, I mean, distance running was what we did whenever you like that was punishment <laughs> yeah. in the literal phase. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah, like you did something bad, like go run, like go run till I get tired. Right. Yeah. Is what the coach would say. Um, and, but there was something that I found in it that like, it really did just bring, bring me to life. But I also didn't start there. Um, and I think when I, when I think of getting into exercise, I had a, I had a, a I had some time where I wasn't being active and, you know, over time, I just kind of realized like, A, I, I was really unhealthy, both mentally, emotionally, as well as I'd put on 20 pounds and I'd like looked up and didn't realize what happened. And, you know, in, in my playing days in college football, there was, I was always trying to bulk up and like put muscle mass on without losing speed and agility. And I, I got up to like 185, which for my frame was like, I, I put on a good bit of muscle. Right. Uh, and I remember it was spring of 2015. I'm working at a retail store and we're receiving shipment. So we've got this, uh, scale in the back, uh, like where we're receiving it. So you can weigh and see how much it is. And then everybody starts saying, well, yeah, let's get on there get on there, whatever. And I got on there and I looked at it and I was like, I haven't touched any weights in 10 years. And I weigh, well, like, I weigh what I was working really hard to put on, like, that much muscle mass. Yeah. And it, a light went off of, like, oh. I, and I didn't even realize. It was so gradual, right? And it yeah. was over the course of 10 years. But I thought, man, I, like, I, I don't want, I don't want to do that, right? And uh, so it actually started with 
Hey, I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink water instead of soda. I'm going to eat almonds instead of bags of chips or cookies or whatever as snacks. And I'm going to reduce the amount of bread and pasta and pizza that I eat. And that's where it started. And then on the other side of that, it was also, I'm going to walk 30 minutes a day on my lunch break at work. And that's what I did. So it gave me like five and sometimes six days a week where it's like, I'm just getting 30 minutes of exercise. I know where it's going to happen. I know when it's going to happen. I'm not making that decision. Like it's already built into my schedule. It's not taken away from, from my family. I basically removed any of the obstacles that might come up and hinder me from doing it. Uh, and then, you know, you still had to deal with like, that's raining today. Like I'm still going, you know, like I got an umbrella or I got a rain jacket, whatever it is. Like, uh, and then what I found was, man, I got so much of that back. Right. And yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever look like I did when I was playing college football again. Right. Yeah. Those days are gone, yeah. but I feel, I, I felt back to alive. I felt back like, yeah, like there's, there's some energy, there's some clarity, there's some interest in all different areas of my life as well. Um, yeah. I almost so that's like, where it started. I almost feel like, um, whenever you're in a, it's, it's almost like the, the goal isn't to, hit a certain marker. I mean, maybe if you have like a distance goal, there's, there's, there's kind of small goals, but it almost feels like it's a, it's a side effect that you're in a good mental state whenever like you're uh, being active, whatever that looks like for, you know, whoever, but it's, it feels like that's a, like, it's almost like a side effect of, of being in a, in a, a good place. And it feels like I always felt like exercise is something that is a discipline that helps kind of domino into other disciplines. Yeah. Um, because like whenever you're exercising consistently, you have to maybe wake up earlier or maybe you have to, you know, not do something else. And you're setting aside time to yes. say, no, this is important. Um, and I think like that sort of discipline helps kind of spill over into other parts of your life, whether that's like, oh, you know, maybe uh, that means I maybe need to eat better because if I eat better, I'm actually going to be able to like exercise better. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, how's my headspace right now? Like what's my spiritual life like right now? Like am I as disciplined in my exercise, in my spiritual life as I am in my exercise life? It, it sort of starts to bring a lot of things to life. Yeah. And that's why I always like, I always feel like, um, exercise starts as like a domino effect into starting to, reorient yourself. I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the start of 2020 was a year of like, it was so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was personally so busy and yeah. it was, it was a, it was a time where like, instead of feeling things, I just wanted to kind of numb. Yep. And so, um, and the more that you sort of numb, the more out of touch with your body you feel. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, 2022 has felt like it may be a return to like, like exercise and especially like exercise that hurts a little bit. Like yes. that, that, that's like, you're, you're coming back into your body. Like you have to feel things Yes, and you're, you're inviting sort of suffering and pain, which are, or you're, you're inviting discomfort mm-hmm. and, um, like the only profound thought I have around exercise at this point is like, I do think like there is an invitation to discomfort that God invites us to and exercise is a way of like engaging with that discomfort where it's like, I know that is worth being uncomfortable for, you know, for my health in the long term. Yes. And like that God invites us into seasons of discomfort, maybe overall. Yes. But these seasons are important because they actually do. So instead of just like numbing it, and not dealing with it, like it is like, it's engaging with it. And like, if, if I am, if I don't want to lift the dumbbell one more time, like 
when I feel like there's nothing left, I try one more time because I do think that there is like, I'm wanting to see if I can push past this discomfort and yeah. I do think it'll be worth it. Um, but I mean, I, I really love the idea around like adding meaning to kind of the things that we do day in day. And like movement feels a lot, like one of these things that we do, or maybe we toy with the idea of, I mean, if someone's listening right now and they've just been super hot and cold on exercise or movement, like what would your encouragement be to them if they want to either start or like develop a habit in this way? Yeah, I think it's, it, where I always messed up was when I tried to start where I wanted to be instead of coming to terms with this is where I am and this is where I have to start. And I don't get to start. I don't get to pick where I start. I like, I'm here. So this is where I start. And I didn't want to start with walking 30 minutes a day, but it's where I was. And like, but that was the piece that really kickstarted all of it. And we underestimate. So that was eight years ago. Right. And I mean, I've run 121 miles just in the month of January so far. Right. So like I didn't start there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it took, it took time. So we, we, I think we often, whenever we decide I'm going to like, we have those moments of realization of like, I didn't realize that I drifted this far and I want to go back to like who I feel like God's made me to be. And that's being more healthy, whether it's eating or exercising more like you can feel this internal struggle of like the decision to be something else. And also like, Hey, there's still all this leftover momentum of like, like how you got there. So you can't start where you want to be. You got to start where you are and you can build and rebuild that momentum where you go. Right. And it's the small moments and it's often like one habit. Like if you can do that one habit for 21 days, like then you can start to build from there. And then you just see where it grows and grows and progresses. I love what you were talking to about, like the relationship between, between pain and discomfort. And there's something about healing and health that there is a connection to pain, both in terms of, and what, what I had to figure out is what's the difference between um, something that hurts and something that's an injury. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause they're not always the same. Yeah. Like even just stretching, which is good for you, like inflicts some level of discomfort and pain sometimes. Right. And it like, it's even like a good thing, you know, yeah. uh, or we learn that it becomes a good thing, but, uh, yeah. And, and when I think through even some of the stories, uh, in the scriptures and there's one where Jesus heals a man by the pool of Bethesda and he's, he was unable to walk. Uh, but like the, you know, like the, the feeling and the power, like everything came back to his legs that part of why he's able to walk is he can actually now feel pain in his legs, maybe even for the first time. Right. And so that relationship with pain, it's going to be there. It's part of it. Um, but there's an important thing too, to not, not keep going back to what's inflicting harm and injuring us. Right. Yeah. And embracing our limits and saying, okay, maybe I'm not uh, a professional cyclist. Maybe I'm not a professional football player. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not a runner. Maybe I'm not whatever, but like I am this and I can do that. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, I think it's that of start where you are Yeah. Um, and be honest with that. I mean, when, when I, the first iteration of trying to get healthy was like, there's a CrossFit gym and I know that guy over there is in really good shape. And so like, like, here we go, CrossFit, right? <laughs> right. And I'd show up one time 
like early in the week and I saw a pattern happen. Like I'd show up on Monday and I would just, I would go all out and I was so sore. I couldn't go you back could for another week. <laughs> You're like done for the week. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, like I could, I, I hurt so bad. I couldn't go back until the next yeah. Monday. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, I need something I can do consistently. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where it went. And you know, about seven months into walking 30 minutes a day, five or six days a week on my lunch break, I'm walking around the complex and I see a sign that says they're hosting a 5k at a 5k run at that complex the next day. It was on a Friday. They're doing it on a Saturday morning. And I thought I've been walking. Like I can walk out. I could, I could even run a 5k. Okay. I guarantee I could do it. So I go to sign up. They're like five K's full. But we got a 10k spot. I was like, yeah, whatever I can do that. Yeah. Right. So, um, and I had run two marathons before that and kind of felt like I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do that ever again. Checked it off the bucket list. That was a miserable experience because I didn't train and I was, yeah, anyway. Um, and I went out just really slow and under control with the 10 K and got to the end of it was like, because I had built up some stamina, uh, from just walking and I had dropped some weight and I had done all that. Like I was like, man, I actually did better on the 10 K than I did on like any 10 K run that I was doing training for those marathons. I was like, there's something here. Yeah. And then, uh, it wasn't long after that. I read an article about the long-term health benefits of running two marathons a year. And that specifically tied to, uh, some medical issues that run deep in my family, uh, type two diabetes and heart disease. And it was like that one lifestyle choice significantly reduced both of those. I was like, I'm in, that's it. I'm going to do that. So, yeah. 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 But I, I, none of that would have happened if, if you, I hadn't if started hadn't walking like, 30 minutes a day. Like yeah. started something. Yeah. I think that's it. I think, you know, as, as we kind of wrap up our conversation, like some of the things that come to the, the forefront is like, you know, we, I feel like it's becoming more popular to sort of, which like, it's a positive thing to sort of think about our health and like optimizing our health. Um, but I, the, the thing that's felt lacking in maybe in my own self is like, for what purpose or for what end, you yeah. know what I mean? And to, to view it through the lens of worship, like, no, like God has made our body to bodies to do something and like our bodies are good. And so the way that we treat our bodies and we take care of our bodies matters, you know, far more than just, you know, uh, an, an, an aesthetic, you know, like our bodies have a purpose because you know, God made our bodies to do things. Yeah. Um, and then also just, you know, this idea of, of, of sustainability, it's like, what can you do and how can you scale up to maybe something you want to do yeah. or to, to build some sort of discipline in your life? Cause it just, it spills over into other areas. One more thought too, yeah. is like what I also found was that the walking and the running time where at first I needed, I needed something like I needed a book. I needed a podcast. I needed some music. Uh, eventually what I found is I, I didn't even listen to, I had to stop doing it cause I wasn't, I was processing other things. It was, it was literally a mindfulness and a meditative practice that I, I have a hard time sitting in silence and just sitting in silence but I can get up at 5 a.m. and go walk or run for hours and have that experience in silence. And it absolutely is a mindfulness, prayerful, 
processing, listening, what are, God, what are you saying about this? What about that? And you can even feel some of the stress and things start to meld away because you come to terms with uh, some things. So uh, that's, such there, a, that's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that serves as such a challenge for me because, yeah, but I mean, that's, I, for me, like that's, you know, as I think about like, you know, what do I want to do in the exercise world over the next year? It's like, that is part of it is like, you know, can I, um, can I actually engage with some of this exercise in silence to really pay attention to what's happening, but then also to, you know, to have it be a time where you're just, you're mindful, you're prayerful, um, and expanding it beyond just like, yeah, cranking out the next podcast. But that's another thing where it was, it was almost two years of consistently, like I would not leave without my phone or my watch connected or synced to some sort of podcast or book or something. Uh, cause I couldn't get through it without it. And then, but over time, like you build up for it to where you start to realize like, Hey, I didn't, I actually didn't even, I don't even know what, like, I don't even know what they said. I got to go listen to the episode again. Like, cause I was actually processing everything else. And so, uh, it can become that. And I think for some people, if you, if you find yourself having a hard time practicing some of those other spiritual disciplines, try it on a walk. Uh, cause you know, that's one of those things like we're invited to is to walk with God, you know? And Jesus and the disciples, they walked everywhere. Like, yeah, um, yeah. we f- sometimes forget that. But anyways, so. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you saying that. That feels like a challenge for me, like a good positive challenge. So I appreciate that, that yeah. invitation to us all. Well, thanks, Wayne. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it and would like to hear more, you can find this and all of our podcasts on both Apple and Spotify. And we also host them on our YouTube channel. So go over and give that a like as well. In this season, we're inviting our community to engage more. So you can do that through several ways. You can do that through volunteering. You can do that in a community group. And so we're going to put up a link on the screen right now if you're watching for you to be able to scan a QR code or you can text Ecclesia Connect to 97000. Once you're there, you can just answer a few questions and somebody from our team will reach out to walk you through the next steps of what connecting at Ecclesia looks like. Thank you so much for joining us for the series that we're doing on worship. Next week, we're actually going to dive into worship as music, which, you know, even though we're looking at the ways that it's different, that is still a very important part of our experience and how we worship both collectively and individually. So we're going to have Paul Pelk and Matt Broaddus, the worship leaders from our downtown and Westside campus on to talk about music, their journey with music, and what it means to worship both on a personal level and corporately together. So make sure and check that one out, and we'll see you next time.